Sedano and LZ with you here. What, Chris Morales couldn't make us an open today, LZ? Well, he's too busy just doing other stuff? Like, what's going on here today? Maybe he's still grieving over the Sparks losing in the first round of the postseason. It did happen against the Minnesota Lynx. We have covered that here. Perhaps he is a big Sparks fan. I don't think there's any question about that. He's a fan of Sparks. He just doesn't have any. Right. Yes, for sure. There we go. Uh, All right. So, let me ask you this. Where do you want to start? The good, the bad, or the ugly? Let's just go with the ugly, because the good is going to be a really short segment anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, so the ugly, I would say, and I, I am stunned that this, like if you would have told me that this is where I would have started the ugly, I would have told you you've lost your mind, you are deranged, that would never happen, we would never start here because it just wouldn't be humanly possible. But I would say the ugly was Anthony Davis yesterday. He was completely Ooh. reckless, I thought, yesterday. And to quote Stephen A. Smith, comatose at times. And look, those fouls were just really reckless on his part. I watched them all. Maybe you can say the, the block charge, maybe, but that's a judgment call. And the guys on the broadcast felt it was a charge. Um, Olenek looks set. I was stunned that Vogel didn't challenge, but either way, like, he... he Literally poked him in the eyeball one time. Like I'm like, what are you doing reaching? Like you right. are you're Anthony Davis. So I thought that I thought the fact that he just felt all out of sorts, that he was overwhelmed by double teams. You and I have discussed it throughout the playoffs a few times, right? Where he has been incredible for ninety percent of it, but there's that ten percent where you're like, What's up there? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, he did not have a very good game. And, and the cynic in me was like, oh, here's the league again, trying to stretch out the series, you know, blah, 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 blah. But then to your point, as I was watching him, I was like going, nah, he's just being silly. Right. And he's not being sharp. And yeah. worse yet, I think he thinks the series is over. Right. There was no desperation. There was no... Not even after, you know, the third foul where I expected him to, to kind of like go, okay, no, I know what they're doing. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see that moment. And the truth of the matter is, is that the Lakers lost for two reasons, and their names are Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Crazy. Crazy. For sure. That's, that's um, the, and that's the bad, I would say, because I thought LeBron was bad by his standards, too. And, and check this out. This dude shot 56% from the field. Had 25 points, 10 boards, 8 assists, and obviously played like more minutes than anybody else in the court. And here we are looking, or more minutes than any other Laker rather on the court, and we're talking about how bad he played, mm-hmm. which is a testament to the standard that he sets. But it's also it's about looking beyond the stat line. Yeah. And when you look at the moments in which Jimmy decided to surge, Mm-hmm. LeBron decided to be a facilitator. Correct. And sometimes that's okay. And sometimes you need to do other things to guarantee a win. And he did not seem capable of doing those other things to get them to that win last night. Well, and what I thought too was once um, he noticed in the second half that AD was being passive, particularly in the fourth quarter. And look, credit to, to Miami and Spolster, right? Like they showed hard double teams at AD and AD froze, right, for whatever right. it's worth. Um, but it felt like then LeBron went from a little too passive, right, to way too aggressive, right, where it was like he had the traveling calls, right? Jimmy yeah. kind of 
took the, the, the seat from out from under him as he was kind of going backwards one time and, and forced him into one of those travels. And it just felt like, like he just was out of sorts where he was like, okay, if AD's not going to do this, I need to do this, right? I need to win this series and, and put, this, put the clamps on this series. And it was kind of like, I, I don't know, it felt out of sorts because, yes, he has moments of being aggressive, but I thought that his aggressiveness was being used against him because it was borderline reckless throughout the game. It was, and honestly... It, it reminded me of like 2007 LeBron, mm-hmm. you know, where the defense that says, we're going to make you a jump shooter. And he struggled. And he struggled with his jumper much of the night. And, you know, maybe feeling that it, maybe his jumper wasn't falling. He tried to get to the paint a lot more than maybe usual. But again, he took 16 shots. He made nine of them. Correct. So I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound as if he had a, like one of the worst games of his no. career. Far no. from it. No. But if he had simply gone Braun, like he went Braun game one of the finals against Golden State Warriors two seasons ago, if he had done that, they win that game going away. Because as well as Jimmy Butler played, and my God, he played a game for the ages. The fact is, the supporting cast of the Lakers showed up for the most part. There was plenty of help. All they needed was the two guys to either show up or one guy to go Nova, and they went 0 for 2 in that category. Uh, They did, and neither of them went Nova, and that was kind of the deal. Um, Miami's biggest adjustment was on defense. There was no question. They they ditched the zone, and they just said the hell with it. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down being physical, and we're going to go down being aggressive, and there were things that they did to to LeBron. Hold on, my computer's firing off for some reason. Um, Are you watching that WAP video again? <laughs> no, I actually switched to the box score of Lakers and Heat, and uh, ESPN.com is playing some video at the bottom. Um, it looks like a uh, Uber Eats ad, actually. Mm-hmm. So the uh, what they did was, for example, with LeBron, we talked about how they doubled AD and kind of made him feel uncomfortable. But with LeBron, I will give them credit. This is what they did. LeBron was still seeking out the Tyler Heroes and the Duncan Robinsons of the world, right? right? But what they did was they didn't give up the switch that easily, if at all. What they did was they said, they, they said to Hero and Duncan, hey, if he switches on you, show hard. But as soon as you show hard and he pauses – you run back to your man, your original man, and my Jimmy or Andre will come back to guard and get in front of LeBron. And they did that, and it made it more challenging for LeBron to get to the rim. They basically shaded LeBron and, you know, to AD to an extent, right? But mostly LeBron, they shaded him and packed the paint. And it, it just made it tougher for him to get the buckets that he's used to, which then, of course, he's programmed, to your point, right, to go – Okay, this is going to be hard. Let me find an open look. And he, he kicked it out to the guys outside. But that's, that's what Miami wants to live with. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, okay, if Kyle Kuzma and Markeith Morris and those guys beat us, then so be it. You know, but we're not, gonna, we're not just going to gift wrap it to LeBron and AD. Right, which is smart. And, you know, we may never see that zone again. You might not. Because, honestly, it was like, it was basically begging LeBron James to show off all of his attributes as a basketball player. Correct. Especially once they went to the back line, him and AD. Exactly. It was like yeah. going, okay, LeBron, show us everything that you can do because we're playing zone. So now they're not doing that. 
Now you're just going to simply need for them to play smarter. And while offensively, when you look at the turnovers, and AD and LeBron had 13 combined, which is awful, six combined fouls, terrible. Um, Both of them still shot comfortably over 50% from the field. Right. So at the end of the day, they clean up the turnovers. They stop fouling as much. Game four is just going to be more of what you saw in games one and two and less what you saw in games three. To your point, Jimmy Butler scored 40 points, had 13 assists, and 11 rebounds. LeBron and AD combined had 40 points, 11 assists, and 15 rebounds. Yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening twice. Yeah. You just simply need AD not to make silly fouls and LeBron to be more careful with the ball. He doesn't even need to shoot the jumper better, though it would be nice. He doesn't need to even do that. He just needs to be more careful with the ball because he had momentum-killing turnovers too many times last night. I will say this, and I want to get into this on the other side. Vogel and LeBron specifically have to have a plan for AD, and I'll explain what that means. Plus, Eric Spolstra discussed the Lakers' greatest advantage, and it wasn't what you think it is. We'll tell you about that on the other side. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano and LZ with you here. Only an hour of power. We're taking you up to Yankees Rays at 5 o'clock today. But I will promise you this, LZ, we have uh, no get no show tomorrow because of game four. Mm-hmm. But we have shows on Wednesday and Thursday, two hours. And uh, we will be leading into the Dodgers on Wednesday and Thursday as they get ready uh, to start uh you know, as their series is, is going, will be going on at that particular point. But we are literally will be going, you and I from four to six, and then right at six, the Dodger game is starting. Um, so it, we will be leading into the Dodgers each and every day uh, on Wednesday and Thursday when there aren't Laker games, basically. So, but today we are, only have a short show, and we were talking about all the things that went wrong, the good, the bad, the ugly, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we didn't cover the good, which, by the way, the good is, well, the Lakers are still up two to one. Um, and the Lakers still have the talent uh, advantage, right? So and, that, and Kyle Kuzma's going to get his ring because after the petition, he balled out. So yeah, now, what was that about? Like, I didn't understand. I saw something that Greg started probably. Media. Greg, did you start that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't even put me in that world. No way. No way. What? You're kind of proactive. You didn't like do something like that. <laughs> I am proactive, but not not when it comes. I don't like everything that Kyle Kuzma brings to this team, but I would never. Yeah, that I felt crazy. like that was so disrespectful when I saw that on social media. I was like, "What? Like he's been he's been actually good for them when he's on the floor in this series." He, he has been good for them. Now I still think he's being traded. You know, right, that's a different discussion. That's a different discussion. Yeah, you still yeah. give him his ring. Yeah, you know yeah, that, that is a different discussion for sure. Um, I think that Vogel and LeBron need to figure out how to free AD, and I think that the way you do that potentially um, is, I think you need AD. Look. It, for whatever it's worth, he's been great from the mid-range in this postseason. It is by far yeah. his weakest shot. In theory, it's what you, you, you would play into the opponent's hands. But he's been so good. Um, and I think because of what happened in the last game, 
I think that you're if you try to just post him up every time, I think the offense gets stagnant that way. Yep. So I would prefer him getting the ball in the high post because it allows for just more vision for him. He can see the whole floor, I think, better. Um, and I think that it can allow him to either call for a pick, right, or just take someone off the dribble or swing the ball. Like, I just think there's more options there. Well, I, you know, I agree with you that, you know, far too often when he gets the ball in the post, people stand, guys tend to stand around. But yeah. I will say that the big part of the reason why is because he's holding the ball for five seconds before he even decides to make a move. That's fair. I'm like, dog, like, you're doing what? You're assessing what? Because no one's moving. Right. Make a quick decision. <laughs> make a you quick decision. To. You have to. Right. So either make the move before the double gets there or swing the rock as soon as you notice the double is coming. But when he stands there and holds the rock for so long, guys just tend to like stand and watch him. Yeah. And look, Rondo tried to get him going early in the second half with the alley-oop and all that stuff. Yep. And, 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 and he did get going in the third quarter a little bit. But here was the most damning stat I saw. Okay, when it came to Anthony Davis's night, um, Anthony Davis registered in the entire game. Okay, only fifty on-ball touches. Just to give you a comparison, okay, um, he had fifty-five in game two, which isn't great, but they he he was incredible, obviously in game two. Um, so. <laughs> You know, you look at that a little differently when he's going whatever it was, 16 of 19 or 16 of 20 or whatever. In game one, he had 68 touches. But the biggest indictment of the 50 touches, mm -hmm. one shot attempt in the fourth quarter. That is in inexcusable. And by the way, some of that is on him, but some of that is on Vogel and LeBron too. Yeah, I mean, listen, if he's going to be passive though, you know, I'm not going to fault – the offense, I'm not going to fault LeBron and Vogel for AD being passive. I get it. You got four fouls. I get it. They're calling the game differently than in the past. I get it. You're a little flat. I get it. You thought Dallas was going to win the game. I get all of it. <laughs> but the reality is, is that when you're a top five player in the finals, yeah. you don't need somebody to get you going. You shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just, you're a top five player. Go get it. In the NBA finals. Go get it, dog. Go get it. Go get it. Go, Go get, get it. it. And there is a time, look, in every uh, in every one, particularly in the playoffs, right? Like we see this. And, and look, I'm not I'm not trying to say that you dismiss team basketball. That's not what I'm saying. But and I think that you're you and I are on the same page here. We're we're, we're saying the same thing. Is that there are times in a game, in a playoff game, that things just break down. And sometimes when things break down, you just need to go and say, "I got this." And I'm going to go and get me a bucket, right? And look, Jimmy Butler did that yesterday. He sure it wasn't, did. Miami ran their offense, right? Ran their offense, ran, and he ran it to perfection in a lot of ways too. But then there were moments, particularly late in the game, where Jimmy's like, I got this. Where's KCP? Where's Danny Green? I'm hunting those guys. You know what I mean? And I think the Lakers gave that up too easy. But, I, but to your point, Anthony Davis needs to go hunting, and I think that there was not enough of that in him at times. No, no, there wasn't. But I picked the Lakers in five, and clearly, um, you know, you picked them in seven. I think Greg picked six. The reality is, is that everyone picked the Lakers to lose at some point. <laughs> and so there's no reason to panic if you think Lakers are in six. That means you anticipate them losing twice. 
Right. I anticipate them losing once they did it last night. I'm not freaking out because even though our two best players did not play particularly well, it wasn't anything, in my opinion, that the Heat did to force them to play poorly. They just played poorly on them, you know, in and of themselves. Well, other than the Anthony Davis doubles, like in the fourth well, quarter, that, well, the, that, the, was, that was schematic. I mean, the double teaming, getting the ball out of his hands, yes. But, I mean, that that doesn't mean that your aggressiveness completely dissipates. That doesn't mean one shot in the fourth quarter. Right. That doesn't – you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean you don't register a single block. Yeah. You yeah. know, finish with five rebounds. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like, there wasn't anything, in my opinion, that Miami did to force them into bad games. They played poorly. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, LZ, you and I got a lot to cover, okay? I didn't get to the Spolster thing where he mentioned the greater, the great, the Lakers' greatest advantage. And again, it's not what you think it is. Um, and he talked about dealing with that. And it's something I think the Lakers need to really focus on. Uh, plus, the Lakers do have one flaw with their great defense. We'll touch on that. We've got Monday afternoon quarterback and a quick preview of Dodgers Padres because we're done here in a few minutes. We've got uh, the Yankees' Rays coming up at 5 o'clock. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ooh, I like that song. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Last segment for us, we've got Yankee baseball coming up uh, against the Rays, the division series. Uh, currently in Major League Baseball, let me give you a quick update on the Astros. Uh, they defeated the A's 10-5. to so the stinking cheating Astros. We'll get to some baseball talk here in a second. Meh. But real quick, LZ, before we wrap up, uh, let's wrap up the Lakers from last night. Um, so I mentioned Eric Spolstra. So he, play, he paid the Lakers a, a great compliment yesterday. And I'm going to read you the quote. Spolstra talked about the Lakers, quote, being the best mentally prepared team in the NBA because of LeBron and Rondo. Those two um, are, do a great job of orchestrating and controlling the most important parts of the game uh, you know, those are the conquering moments of truth in a particular game. And we, Miami, uh, he said, was losing those battles big in the first two games. We didn't respond well, Spolster said, in the first two. And he alluded to the fact that they were able to keep up better uh, in games three. In game three. And it, it really just boils back down to what we talked about with LeBron. And you and I, it's funny, we had this conversation before the show. Um... And I think the Lakers need to get back to that mental edge. And we felt like LeBron specifically, there were two instances. Um, there was one I thought that kind of stood out to me, and I was like, hmm, that feels – I mean, I know they played it right, but it feels like LeBron normally would be like, eh, I appreciate it, but we'll, we could talk about that some other time, was when he was asked about the Shaq and Kobe comparisons with him yep. and AD. Right, like LeBron normally is so savvy when it comes to that stuff. That, and I know it's different, right? Because he's a Laker and he wants to pay homage to those guys. I get that, 
But usually LeBron, and he has done that in a respectful way over the over time, even with some of the Kobe questions, which have come a lot, right, during uh, the yep. season and particularly in the playoffs. He has respectfully almost declined to have, like, a deeper conversation about those type of things. And I thought that that would be something he would do there. And that one just kind of, like, went like, raised my antenna a little. I was like, mm, that was a little weird for him. And then yesterday, LZ, you and I literally said this at the same time when we were talking earlier before the show. What was it that stuck out to you? It was him live tweeting the Dallas Cowboys versus Cleveland Browns football game. I was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? You were the zero dark 23 guy who would bury his phone during the playoffs. I'm like, first of all, I can't keep up. Sometimes he's down with Akron and Cleveland. Sometimes he's, he's down with fan. Dallas, right? Sometimes Cowboys are his Dallas. squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't keep up anyway. Yeah. But regardless, yeah. like I wasn't even tweeting about the game because I needed to prepare mentally to watch him play. Right. So to see him tweeting about the game, I was like going, so where are you watching this football game from? Right. And, you know, why haven't we seen this kind of social media response from you about football during the finals before? Yeah. Now it could obviously be. Well, they that, didn't play the I was going to say it obviously could be. You know, they don't yeah. play during yeah. that time, or is it that you're so relaxed that you aren't doing the zero dark thirty that we're used to seeing? Yeah, and you think this is kind of not wrapped up, but you're in control. Yeah, well, like Mason was saying, piece of cake. And here's the thing. Those are professionals on the other side. They're not going to gift wrap it to you. You know what I mean? Like, you got to earn it. Right. Yeah, and especially against this squad. And I was really surprised, George, because he played for Spro. He was down 3-2 multiple times playing for him. And I don't think the coach says, hey, man, you know, we gave it our best. Right. Hat, tip our hats to them. Right. No, he told them to go and fight. Right. So he should have known that if anything, they were going to come out with a level of desperation that they didn't see in the first two games. Right, and to your point, earlier in the series, right? Before the series started, he was asked about Spo and the disrespect of Spo, and he's like, he's like, look, Spo's great. He's one of the greatest guys we have doing this. He's like, and he goes, you guys are the ones that say that stuff. And he goes, and, and Spo loves that. He's like, I know, because I played for him. Like, the more you guys say those kind of things, the more he eats it up. And, and so, like, just because he said that, to your point, it's kind of like, Really? Like I was stunned that that was the case too. Yeah, it was it was it was a disappointing effort, but again, you know, everyone and their mama basically said that the Heat were going to win one or two games. You got them at 3. The point is that no one anticipated a sweep. Right. So, we can't panic, we can't freak out. We can look at why we lost, and I would argue that our two best players had a poor game. Yes. And which is crazy because they both shot comfortably over 50% from the field. Right. Scored in double digits. You know, I'm like, check, 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 check. But by their standards and what was required, they had poor games. Here's what I would say. I think that the Lakers need to treat game four like game seven. I think that you cannot – look. what's the old, old adage or cliche is that uh, – you know, don't give a wounded animal new life, right? You know right. what I mean? Like, and I think that that's, that's what you'd be doing if you, find, if you lose game four. You have to treat game four like game seven. And I think that the Lakers, I would, I would imagine, after losing game three, will come out like that. Because you, 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 if, if they lose game four and it's 2-2, two, two, 
you know this, LZ, as much as I do. The noise will be amplified. The noise around the talk shows on TV and all the writers and all the media will will be feasting on a 2-2 series at that point, considering how wounded Miami is. You'll hear all the, Jordan would have never let a team like this come back to tie the series, right? Ooh, AD, maybe he isn't ready to be the guy, right? Like all those things will start to come to the forefront. Absolutely. Led by us. (laughs) <laughs> right. right, because you know it's it's. But some of it is true. If that's what I was going to say, it yeah. would be because it would be true, right? You know, and you know, I'm a fanboy. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, but I'm also honest. They didn't play well yesterday, and if they lose to them on Tuesday, then it's not just not playing well. It's about the life that you've given to a, a team that's already scrappy as hell, right? And. and- you don't want that to happen. Yeah, and they have a clear advantage, and all those mistakes are easily correctable. So it, it should be easy. Greg Bergman, if it, what, do you agree with treating it like Game 7 uh, tomorrow? They should be treating every game like it's Game 7. Oh, calm finals. down. Calm no, down. I'm, they, you should. You can't treat no, Game no, no. 1 like it's Game 7. No, no you, you can't. can't. No, you, you have to play every game like that. I don't care. Yes. You, are you the you dude should. that shows up to the first day with a wedding ring? <laughs> I mean, I, maybe once or twice. You're but. Like, I'm treating this date like it's game seven, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I just I'm, look. I'm not worried. And LZ, you were talking about. Before. I actually said I was with you. I was on Lakers in five, but I it's I still want them to come out. You cannot lose game four. I'm sorry. I they need to win this game. They need to treat it like it's the it's a finals game seven. It does L- every Laura game was- from now on. Laura was very upset at AD in the text chat yesterday. Laura, <laughs> you were very upset with me. I said, we need that Latina back. I'm just, I mean, <laughs> it worked last time. Whatever happened, whoever slapped them, it worked. So we need her to come back and wake him up. <laughs> we need her back in the bubble, basically, is what you're saying. Give yeah. her access, man. Give her access. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, he was comatose. I, Stephen A. said that word, and I'm like, you know what? That It did feel like he was sleepwalking a little bit. It definitely yesterday. felt that way. But I, I honestly really felt as if the team, I'm not going to say took him for granted because I think that's too disrespectful, but they weren't desperate, mm-hmm. and they didn't match Miami's intensity. And with all of that, they still were in the game. And even had a fourth quarter lead. So I still feel good about my prediction of five. Um, I think we've learned a lot about AD in this series. I think everything about LeBron we already knew. Um, I was happy for Kuz, had a good game. Keith had a good game. I wouldn't be surprised if Keith is the starting center for game four. Yeah, you got to get Dwight out of there, dude. Yeah. I mean, they got him, they're getting him out of there anyway, so you might as yeah. well just start that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, put on the Kobe jerseys and let's get this thing going. Yeah, you got to get Dwight out of there. That is the, that is the first adjustment that Vogel needs to make for sure, is that Keefe and AD need to play center the most and, and call it a day. Um, the one thing, though, that, you know, we talked about kind of that motion offense that Miami brings and they're going to run you around all the screens and all that stuff. I, I Tired legs and also for as great as the Lakers defense is, and it, it is their – Strength. I don't think there's any question about it. They are in unbelievably excellent defense. They're big, they're strong, they're long and powerful. Their one flaw, minor flaw, is their lateral movement outside of AD. LeBron still has some of that, but it's not what it was a couple of years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, And, and the, the other guys on the roster from a lateral perspective, because they're big and long, they don't have 
that to them. So the running around of screens can create those little seams, right, for the opponent. And I think that that is something they need to be better prepared for. They were not very well prepared for that in Game 3. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. They were not. And Frank, listen to me, I'm like Frank, like we're best buddies. Coach needs to be a little bit more mindful of his substitutions and not be afraid to do a little bit of some creativity um, in terms of subbing in and deciding who plays with whom and things of that nature. I thought he was a little, uh, I don't know, predictable. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Predictable, yes. You know, and I I wouldn't mind seeing some lineups that we hadn't seen before. I don't know why Cook doesn't get a run. I mean, he threw out JR. Did you see that yeah. move, JR? Where he, I've never seen someone double dribble step back to the uh, the corner three. What the <laughs> hell was JR thinking on that play? I don't know either, man. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> but I, I but I do know is that you know I wouldn't mind seeing Cook play. Yeah. Um, someone who's played. Oh in this no, I don't before. want Cook because he he'll get cooked on defense though. And Jimmy scored forty. So what does it yeah, matter? Uh, give give it a shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what I mean. Like I always go back to the Phil Jackson. You know, let's give this a whirl. School. Sure. Better early than late, though. If you're gonna do that, you gotta do that early in the game. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. No doubt about it. But I, I, you know, it's just when when Jimmy's looking for your best defenders and then he's cooking them, then you you should probably consider some other things. Right. You know, uh, just to just counter to, at least on offense or yeah, something. Yeah, see right. what's going on. All right, LZ, we uh, we normally do Monday afternoon QB at 5 o'clock, but because the Yankee and Rays game is coming up here on the station in a couple of minutes, it's time for Monday afternoon QB a little early today. We start off with the Rams, LZ. That thing was the cure for insomnia, I felt like at times. Um, I don't know, like, I felt like the Giants defense played pretty well at times, but I really felt like the lack of a run game was the big problem for the Rams in that game yesterday where they had been pretty good at running the ball through the first couple of games. That was not the case against the Giants. No, it was not, which was really strange. Um, you know, give give the G-men their credit. They made the boys work after that first series where it looked like it was going to be an easy cakewalk. But at the end of the day, um, we can't get too caught up in the style of play. You need to be more focused in on the end result. Because teams are going to do that to you. I mean, Tom Brady, the great Tom Brady, you know, was in a shootout with a rookie. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes it happens. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. And speaking of which, in that game against the Chargers, uh, I, I I was thoroughly impressed with both quarterbacks. I was ready to be like, oof, father time really is undefeated with Tom Brady. But to his credit... He looked fantastic, I he thought, did. in the second half. Yep. And conversely, Justin Herbert, man, Bruh. I, that kid is way more impressive than I thought he would be at this early. Bro, let me tell you something. I was texting again with Travis and Key, and I was like, Justin has done the impossible. He made me care. Right. 
He's made me care. Yeah. Like, and not just watch because, like, hey, I know Coach Land, I'm a supporter, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I want to watch this kid ball. Mm-hmm. And that's the first step to mattering. Yeah. I, I agree, too. His name on the marquee has made them more interesting to watch. And I think his growth will be fascinating. I, I Strangely enough, I would have never thought that the Chargers defense would have been their problem in that game. But I know. That's, My that's God. Would have given yeah. like five 20-yard plays? It was crazy. It was, it was crazy. Crazy. And then Raiders and Bills will just do one more game today. <laughs> Man. Let me tell you this. Josh Allen. Much be- I, I, I thought he was going to be the worst pick in that draft out of those five QBs. He's impressed me. He is he is like Cam Newton meets Jim Kelly right now, and I am stunned that that is the case. That he is he is impressive. There, yeah. There's no doubt about it. And like you, I thought because of the accuracy issues that he was going to be a disaster. But um, you know, this is why I'm not a GM, I guess, because yeah. I didn't see any of this coming. Yeah. Except for, for the sure. loss. I saw the loss coming. Right, for sure. Yeah. Greg Bergman, you have anything to say about your Raiders before we move on? I mean, it was only a touchdown, at least. I thought it was going to be way worse, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah, but it was like a garbage <laughs> touchdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's already I mean, doing moral fun. victories. Week Never three, again. he's doing no, moral look, victories. The Bills are a good team. I knew they were a good team. That's why I only put one point on the Raiders, and I only took the Raiders because I just felt like I couldn't go against them. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to decide after today who's in the lead because this Patriots-KC game is on the board for us for our game. Um, yeah, I got so, to do the math, too. I don't think that Greg did my math right, George. Yeah. Me uh, neither. Do- Dodgers-Padres starts here soon, LZ. Who do you got in how many games? Five-game series. I got Dodgers in three. Oh, really? Greg? Dodgers sweep. Dodgers sweep. Laura? Dodgers for sure, but I don't know if they'll sweep. So I'll go with LZ. Yeah, I'm with LZ. That is a sweet. That is a sweet. Oh, just kidding. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I know, girl, this math. It gets complicated. You know what? This math at 8 a.m. with you guys? mm -mm. No. (laughs) Dodgers in four for me. I think that the Padres do get one Um, because they can hit like a softball team. All right. That'll be it for us. LZ, excellent work as always. You too, my friend. Uh, Lauren, Greg, great job. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back on Wednesday from 4 to 6, Thursday 4 to 6 as well, leading into the Dodgers-Padres games on this station. So have a great night. We will talk to you on Wednesday.